Triple M's Real Football Show. Oh, Where Chris Dittmar, Albie Kidd and Val Migliaccio discuss the biggest issues affecting fans of the round ball. Terrific run and a super finish. The Triple M Real Football Show. Well, it's getting hot, hot, hot finally in uh, Adelaide at least. 23 degrees today, but... The Triple M Real Football Show today, we've got a huge one. Albie Kid, Johnny Perini. Yes. We've got Adelaide United's coach, Carl Viet, and they take on Adelaide Olympic on Sunday. Huge game. This is the FA Cup, FFA Cup. The first time there's a derby in an official capacity. It's going to be massive. For the two is... South Australian teams. So that's a yep. derby. Yep. So at Velo, Angle Park, Saturday afternoon, and... Uh, Actually, I can't wait because remember we spoke to Stab Parisos last week and he said that he's worried about the date being pushed too far back. We're Olympics out of training and it's favours yep. Adelaide United. I think the FA has come through with this one. And the big, my press mm. tells me that uh, it's a sellout as well. So if you need to get tickets, guys, let's, uh, let's get out there and get You can get them from the, the club. Uh, Humanit- on, on Humanitics, you can buy them on uh, Football South yep. Australia has got the website up um, Exactly, yep. head there and get them And actually a man who's got them in his pocket right now <laughs> The coach of Adelaide Olympic, George Constantopoulos in the He's in the studio And uh, you must be looking forward to a huge I've got to call you a legend of the game as well Because obviously you've done your, your tough stints I remember you back in the day with West Adelaide Hellas The National Soccer League And then... Uh, Scoring plenty of goals there, and obviously you've done well as a coach, and you've brought up three wonderful sons. Welcome, George. Uh, thanks, Blake. Welcome. Thank you. Now, how big is this game in the history of Adelaide Olympic? And this is, I suppose, what a lot of people have been waiting for—a derby where something's riding on it. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge, as in um, it's huge for Adelaide. Actually, um, something we've been missing, haven't we? The old days would be City and uh, West Adelaide, eh? That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those yeah. days. New big too, games, Albie. big yeah. games. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's got a nice taste to it um, uh, for a lot of reasons. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it is Sunday, the game uh, Sunday at uh, 3 p.m. at Valo, which is huge for us because uh, we've um, used Valo as our home game all the year, and we have not lost at Valo. So boy, you're you're kidding. We haven't lost at Valo. Ooh. So mm. it was, so how many wins? How many wins and draws? Remember, we don't. We just draw. We don't win. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I saw you play in the final against Adelaide City. That was good. Where you turned it around? Yeah, it was excellent. Yeah, um, we like I said, uh, Paul Bezos was a good mate of mine as well. So um, that game was there about uh, really intense to entertain. It was a real entertaining game, both halves. Um, it was great to watch, and I got a feeling this weekend it's going to be very similar. Hmm. I was at that game as well, and. Um, from an NPL point of view, that's the best game I've seen for a long, long time. Both teams were very equipped. Um, you could see the, the shapes that were playing, but uh, what surprised me, guys, were, was the, the actual pace of the game. And the goal that your lad scored as well, uh, George, was exceptional. I was I was actually right behind him at the angle at the, where he struck it from. What a good goal. You, you'd never see a better goal globally. It was a fantastic goal. Well, as you know, which won the game? You know, you yourselves, guys. It's, it's always great to score on a on a game that's important, isn't it? You know, and um, to us, the, the game has moved to a real high intensity. Um, the speed of the game is incredible. It all boils down to I was just talking to yourself, Val, regarding to the Nation Cup and Europe, European yeah. Cups, and um, all the football teams now are, are playing a very high press um, game, which is in, it's great for the 
public. It's entertaining. It's risks, but it, the game goes end to end. It's it's enjoyable. Um, we believe strongly in that sort of game. Um, we believe that we can sustain that for the ninety minutes, and that's our goal. So that's how we tend to play. So big game Sunday, George. Um, your your guys will be fully fit. I know you, you, you've got a strict regime on training and stuff like that. So you've just beat Jindaloop up in Perth, away from home, 3-0. I, I, reckon, you've got, I reckon you've got Not a right good them, chance, George, to, to beat Adelaide United. What's your thoughts? My thoughts are, look, as you all know, we're just an NPO team and we're the underdogs. The only difference is that um, our season's finishing and Adelaide United's season's up in preparations for start of the season. That could be the... The answer to this, all this, um, we are prepared well. Uh, we are playing a game that's going to be entertaining. I do believe at Vallo, the the conditions are going to suit us. So we're hopefully we might surprise, but look, we're underdogs. Coming up, a rival coach, Calvert. And in comes the crowd. He's onside, it's Carl Beert chasing back his Burnell. Beert has to score, yes. and he does! Carl Beert has done it! Okay, welcome to the uh, Triple M Real Football Show podcast. Carl Beert, the coach of Adelaide United, and we spoke about this at the top of the show, <coughs> Albie, George and Johnny. It's an official derby happening on Sunday, and uh, George was looking forward to it. How about you, Carl? You're looking forward to an official derby? Um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of interest and a lot of supporters at the game. Um, and it's going to be a, a good challenge for us. Carl, uh, it's uh, reported to be a sellout, which is fantastic for for both clubs there to create that atmosphere that we've been missing through COVID. But what's your thoughts on the... Um, where, how is your team sitting at this point in time? You're in the midst of getting fit. Are you 50%, 75%? Where are you at? Um, look, we're we're fit. We're just not match conditioned at the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, we've only had the one the one game, and that was the last FA Cup game. So um, that's our only um, concern at the moment is just having that match hardness. Um, our fitness level is is very good. We're very happy with the way the players have um, have tracked so far in pre season training. Um, so um, yeah, other than that, we're we're looking good. Would it be fair to say, Carl, that pressure is all on Adelaide United, given your, your professional footballers compared to Olympic part-time footballers, all the pressure leans your way, and it maybe uh, is that a good thing for, for for your boys and yourself? Yeah, most definitely. I, I think, as you said, um, you know we're the professional team, and all the pressure is on our players, and that's why they're professional players. They have to um, perform. Um, you know, and Olympic, they're a very good side. They've got uh, some very good young players there that play quite an aggressive brand of football, so it's going to be a very good challenge for our, for our playing group. Carl, it's Johnny here. We saw Bernardo and Alagic play uh, the other day, the last FFA Cup game. Are we going to see those boys? They played very well. We're going to Keep see them again. quiet, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see those boys yeah. playing again this Sunday, and, uh, along with a, a few more debuts? Or? Um, yeah, Bernardo will definitely be playing. Um, whether Ethan makes the squad, I'm not 100% sure yet. So, um, as I said, we've got... <laughs> A lot of um, players back now from that were missing from the first game that weren't quite um, at a fitness level to play in that first FA Cup game. But um, so we'll be expecting 
to be, you know, have a, a stronger squad for this week. Sounds like uh, you know, you've got a, an assistant coach there that's always barking from the dugout. There, Carl. It's, you've got uh, somebody. Is he, bar- is he in the house there, Roscoe? What <laughs> 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 well, I see this note, Carl. Um, looking at the FFA Cup, um, you, you know, obviously the A League being the highest league uh, or highest uh, playing um, platform in Australia. Do you do you reckon the teams and the managers? Uh, have a genuine approach to win the FFA Cup? Yeah, most definitely. It's, it's, I'd say all the professional clubs, um, anything that's up to win, they're, they're always going to try and win every game that they play. We're no different. Um, yep. we've, we've had a lot of success in the FA Cup and we want to keep that success going. Georgie? Hey, Carl, how you doing, mate? Um, yeah, good, George. Um Carl, um, are you looking, uh, we're looking forward to this, mate, because it's an opportunity to, like you said, play a, a team with a, a level that you guys are at. Um, you, do you, are you looking forward to playing a valet? <laughs> I thought he was going to say, what's your starting 11? <laughs> Plastic pitch and all that. I have, I have no concerns about the artificial pitch. I think, um, you know, the, I've, you know, in a lot of time, training on those pitches when I was in the youth development side so yeah. um, I have no concerns on the pitch I, I, you know there's a lot of misconceptions about the artificial pitches I think they've improved vastly over the, when they first come out um, and you know one positive about the, the artificial pitch on Sunday is the ball is going to um, not bounce all over the place so it's going to allow for both teams to play some good football Hey, um, how are the boys? How's the vibe going between the boys? Because you guys have the longest-running uh, undefeated streak in the FFA Cup. It's gone for a few years now. How how's the vibe going to keep that uh, streak going against uh, Olympic on the weekend? Yeah, most definitely. As I said, you know, every game that we play as, uh, as a professional outfit, we go out to win, and you know we're looking forward to you know retaining the FA Cup. It's, you know the club, as I said, the club has had a great history in the FA Cup so far, and we want to keep that going. And you know we know it's going to be a a tough game against Olympic. You know they they've had a, a good season. You know most probably underperformed where they sh- they should have finished in the, in the league. Um, um, but um, they showed the quality that they had in their their game against Jundalup in the FA Cup. Carl, uh, just to change tact here, you're looking at your squad there. Um, how far are you from uh, completing that? You've got some players coming in still. You see, you've got Isaiah's back. Uh, who's a fantastic signing. Who have you got uh, on the agenda there? Um, no, we're, we're you know we're pretty much at um, finalised our squad. Um, we might be maybe look to bring one more player in or two more at, at max, but um, we're pretty much at uh, our limit for the squad. Um, and so we're fairly close to being uh, having everyone available. You know, we've only got the two long-term injuries out at the moment, and, and Craig Goodwin and Stefan Mort. But other than that, everyone else is is fully fit and fit and will be available for selection on on Sunday. Carl, you've got a game tonight against uh, Victory. Before everyone gets excited, it's Adelaide Victory and not Melbourne Victory at Campbelltown. That's a grass pitch. I suppose you had an option of playing on synthetic. Why didn't you do that tonight? Um, look, it's, it's as I said, we're just in our, our pre-season mode and we're looking to get as many games as we can and and the opportunity came up to play against Victory and we, we've taken that for this Tuesday and I think we're trying to get a game again next Tuesday as well and it, 
And, you know, most of our games are played on, on grass pitches, so we, yeah. you know, want to stay on the grass pitches. And, you know, this is um, a one-off game against Olympic on the on the artificial. And, you know, so there's no need for us to, to play any more games on the artificial. I think to be fair to yourself, you, you haven't had um, very good pre-seasons in terms of, and this is without disrespecting clubs in South Australia, without actually hitting out against uh, top-class opposition. Is that, is that a fair call? Yeah, look, it, it's it's difficult for the for the local clubs. You know, they've had a a very long season, and you know, with the COVID um, in, interruptions in there. It's, I understand that it's very difficult to um, play against a professional team at the end of their season. You know, a lot of those players, you know, uh, you know, only semi-professional, and once the season finishes, they just want to have a break, and they didn't have much of a break between last season and this season. So we understand that, but um, you know we we're looking for four games and we'll play as many um, teams as we can. I just think speaking around the traps as well, uh, Carl is. Uh, I think everybody's really delighted that Ewan Ross goes back in there uh, for another year at least. But uh, we wish you all the best going forward and uh, for the game on Sunday as well. No worries, thanks a lot, Albert. It's Carl Viet from Adelaide United on the Real Football Show. Okay, so uh, tonight, Albie, George, Johnny, Socceroos, they're on a, a world record, 11 wins in a row, World Cup qualifiers, which is great. Should it be celebrated or not? George, some are saying that the praises of the Socceroos are absolutely deserved, while others are saying they haven't played anyone of note, but they're yeah. playing Japan tonight. What do you think? Correct. Um, what you said is correct, but you, you've got to give credit where it's, where it's yep. due. You know, um, we could all say that, but it, he's played 11 games. He's won 11 games. You might say the opposition is not the best opposition, but an opposition is an opposition. you still got to win. Um, as footballers, we go out to play anyone. doesn't matter who it is. Second, they're playing all their games away. Mm -hmm. So there's conditions that we're talking about are there. So to me, he deserves the credit, and so do the players. Um, while these, the situation we're in, the conditions that they're playing in, is not what they would like. They would like to be in, obviously playing home and that. They've won the games. You can't get, can't deny that. No, I agree with you, George. I, I, I tend to agree with that as well, mm. Val, George, Johnny, because you know we are football players, and um, you need to win a game. Regardless yep. of the opposition, you need to win the game. But looking at the start where they've, they've scored 35 goals, uh, they've conceded only three and they've had eight clean sheets. Not bad. That's a Incredible. good result yeah. over over the, the, the 11 games, for sure. And, and 11 games, and, and then 10 of those are away from home as well. So that's been very hard for those players to... And a lot of um, quarantine in between, so not, as, not the usual training as normally would happen. So I think it's a very big achievement for those players. And it'll be 11... Games away from home tonight, facing Japan in trouble. 
I mm. might add, because yep. the Socceroos clear leaders, three wins from three, nine points. Japan, one from three. One, one from three, yeah. And the pressure is absolutely on because they're sitting outside the direct qualification. They're in the playoff spot at the moment. I think mm. it's been a smart, smart move from Arnie to have his squad um, located in Saudi Arabia or Doha or whoever it is, Qatar. Yeah. Um, well, I think yeah. that's been massive for the, for the, for the players. You know, I think it's a, a good direction. You know, just if you consider him not doing that, I think they might have been in a bit of disarray. No, mm. absolutely. He's got everything right. And uh, kudos to him. And hopefully we get yeah, to, exactly. to Qatar really quickly without worrying about having the playoff, uh, you know, that, that spot at Qatar in, yep. in 2022. Nations League was played, the finals were played Sunday night. And yesterday morning, how good were they? France beating Spain in the final two-one. Italy taking the bronze, beating Belgium two-one. We spoke about this outside the, the studio, George. The football from these four teams uh, is blowing my mind away, mm. and, and I'm loving it. I'm actually loving. Yep. The Euro was brilliant. Yep. These are leading the way in football. These nations. Yeah, it's come to another level. It's magnificent. How far are we off? One. <laughs> and why are they so good? Uh, the football's come to a level where it's finally come to an entertaining level. You know, and the, the press, the speed of the game, but the technical skills can sustain that under that pressure. It's unbelievable. And these are the four teams. That's why they're the top four teams, by the way, because yeah. they, they can do it under that pressure. Yeah. Um, they're all technically sound, but they've brought the game to another level. It's not, you know, that possession-based game that we used to have. And now is there, but it's at a level where it's, it's just speed. It's just you have to maintain that ball and move that ball faster. It's incredible. It's great. We, we it all enjoy it. And you can sit there and watch it. Um, in saying how far we are, oh, God, we're, <laughs> we're a long way away. Um, no, I don't mean in a bad way. I mean, but the technical side of the game, um, look, I, I, I'm not, anyone will tell you, technically, uh, we're, not gonna, we're not that level. No. Um, and you put that speed at that game, which they're playing now, and they're now adjusted that. We, remember, we used to apply that pressure. Australia used to play where they just applied a lot of pressure physically, but also pressure and press, press, press. Mm. i got a feeling now that these other teams now have uh, got to that level where even if you apply that now... They can get out of it. Yeah, exactly. They can walk out of it. And we're seeing it with these top four nations. And that's what I'm trying to... Yeah. But you did, we yeah. did have a chat uh, off air, um, and you made a very valid point, George, um, saying that... Um, you know, these teams that we're speaking about, the Belgians, the Spains, Italy, the, the France, they go out to win, which is which is great. When you see a team parking themselves in there, it just destroys the game. And you know, it's refreshing being an Italian fan that the mentalities change through through Mancini and, and the coach that didn't get in the 2018, um, can't remember his name, his memories are raised from my memory. He's actually changed the entire psych. The psychological aspect of Italian football from a defensive outfit yeah. working now on being offensive. But the whole league's changed like that in Italy. You watch the league now. Yeah. Like, it's, 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 you watch yeah. it, all the teams are starting and to I go think down. I think Spain, in my opinion, has actually helped. I mean, we've always seen the Dutch Ajax teams mm. doing that, you know, over 40 years ago when um, obviously they're at their peak winning, winning the European Cup. Spain doing it through Barcelona and Real Madrid. And I think Spain have helped change world football. Mm. The game evolves. So if you don't evolve with it, you're going to be stuck. So, But, you, you know, what, what uh, comes out of that as well, lads, is that, um, you know, a precedent's been set there. That's the standard. 
that the other teams have got to aspire to. You're, you're looking at the profile and these four teams that were spoken about. You look at the pace, as you mentioned, George. You look at the personalities. You know, you look at the next World Cup, you know, it's going to be, you know, quite, well, very, very exciting the way these teams are playing. So everybody should follow suit. But if you, sorry, Val, just um, if you watch the, uh, the dynamics of the game, but watch the players and watch their enthusiasm and attitude, the game has brought that into the players too, the way, they, the way yeah. they're playing now. They all want that and you can see it. Yeah. It's just great to watch. So, yeah. But the other thing as well, any one of the four teams that we've mentioned, Belgium, Spain, Italy, France, could have won that competition. I don't think Belgium will ever win it under their current coach. Yeah, I you think, made that I comment. He's, yeah. their, he's their weak link. Mm. Yeah. Because for, for me, Belgium have got the most brilliant technical players. They've got everything, speed, power. Some player, De Bruyne, they got Lukaku who didn't play yesterday, but I think their coach is out of his, out of his depth, to be quite honest. I think, be, I think you know what, he, what you're saying, he's probably been given a fair go now. Yeah. yeah. So he'll probably be found out um, yeah. and whether he's but still going to be there. I think they're capable of, of winning the World Cup. Yeah, with well, a better coach, they sh- they should have yeah. they f- should have done better in the Euros. But yeah, we've been He's, saying that for a while, haven't we? Yeah, in Belgium. Yeah, because they're they're just a wonderful, wonderful outfit, and they just keep producing players. Yeah. Mm. But let's move on, and uh, obviously the soccer is kicking off tonight at eight forty-five SA time, eight fifteen in the East, and uh, in Perth, I've got no idea. Can't work it out. That'll be a Too good scalp as well. To, you know, seven fifteen. You mentioned uh, Japan being pretty ordinary at this point in time, one in one out of three, one out of four, or whatever it was. Um, it's a good scalp to 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 for Arne to win this game um, because you know. It'll be reflected well because Japan are normally a decent team, and mm. I think they might be a decent as well tonight. They're falling apart for some reason, and, that, yep. and that's been maybe uh, the criticism of Japan. Brilliant technically, tactically, but I don't know mentally. Maybe not at the same wavelength as the Socceroos. Let's hope the Socceroos get another three points. Tonight. Yeah. How about some hot topics? Um, over the weekend, alleged racial vilification at the Modbury Jets and Playford State League one elimination final on Saturday. There's so much rubbish rubbish posted on social media about it. And in my opinion, I think it now needs to go to tribunal, sort it out, because a lot of stuff on Twitter that I saw is absolute trash. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's social media. That's what you get on social media, trash. So, um, Val, I think um, also what disappoints me as well is um, the game doesn't get much in the local media. Oh, you do when you do stuff like this. Yeah, well said. Hmm. Amazing, huh? Yeah. And and you get it, but you, like you said, alleged. Yeah, yeah. So he gets the second page. or th- in the, you know, Page three. Page three. Of the and, local. And, yeah. and, and, and it's alleged. So Yeah. But, yeah. You win a, a a great match in WA. I'm still uh, you read. You get nothing, mate. I didn't read anything about. No, it. you get nothing, mate. Mm. No, no. So there's a lot of things that <laughs> we battle here, don't we? So incredible, huh? With but that's that's another part of the battle. That's outside, and I think maybe in the next couple of weeks, uh, we're going to talk hard about it because. Well, let's put a bit of pressure on people to get some publicity for that. this game if, on if, Sunday. Can, can, I, can I, It's a massive if, game. The media is not strong enough and balanced to get stuff out other than obviously stuff which is controversial and it's one way and it's dictated about how you're going to speak about a club and whatever the game's never ever going to get better no this is this what amazes me is that we've got the most the highest participation rate in sport 
we've got everything regarding to that, but we've got no pull. Mm. And that boils no, down to the people. Pull, but but we have worked out. Exactly. We don't work, it's, it's, it's a, we don't get together to make that work. You're spot on. Welcome to the game of soccer. <laughs> Let's, uh, <laughs> how about the story that won't go away in the Matildas? Obviously, Lisa Devana last week came out and, you know, years ago said that she'd been harassed, bullied, and it's been reported via credible news outlets. I mean, these are, this, this is not on social media. These are credible news outlets that have published a story. Direct words from her mouth and obviously sad words as well. I saw the most bizarre thing come out yesterday by Football Australia with regards to a statement and a, a lineup of players all saying that there's nothing wrong yet. Lisa Devana's name seemed to be omitted from the statement. And I'm thinking, what, what what's going on here? And I know it's touchy, but I think they've made a mistake. FA's made a mistake. They released a statement last week about, you know, they'll look into it and then releasing this and a lot of credible news outlets have actually made fun of what they did yesterday. What what uh, next step do you reckon they should have done instead of this in place of what they did yesterday? What kept should they quiet. have kept quiet? Kept quiet. Yep. Let let the investigation unravel. If you've got to sit tight, let it unravel. Let it come out. Let's stamp this rubbish out of the game. Let's Absolutely. do it together. I mean, mm. now for, for me, and you know, the term gaslighting, and that's that's the term used against Lisa Devana. That's what, in my opinion, that's what they did. Mm. They've made a doubt her own thoughts, her own mind. It's a difficult topic, but we mentioned it before. It's uh, you know, it's uh, it's a changing environment there. You know, society and, and you know, ladies' football comes into that as well as men's football. You know, in our day, George, we we you know oh. we were abused as players from coaches, and I probably abused you a few times as well. <laughs> yeah, I think but, we've all exchanged words. Yeah, yeah. but. Um, I think there needs to be a, a standard agreed to where do's and don'ts by the, the, the coaches. Th- mm. th- there is standards, but I mean, I'm touching on this. This is Lisa Devana's come out, 150 games, you know, capped, yep, yep. respected in world football. And then this statement, bizarre statement comes out, not even a mention. Well, I believe the statement was coming out from the players are playing now. They're saying that they all feel um, comfortable right now. But what did, Lisa Devine... Did you find it strange that they all rolled out and all made statements when, when yeah. really... The, and, and, and then you couldn't answer on social media to mm. the post. The thing, too, with the Matilda's contracts, they're not game by game. Mm. They're yearly contracts. That's what I'm saying. So right. It's so it it not like the Socceroos where you say something out of line where Arnie can go, hey, man, you need to sit out this game. Because I didn't like what you said to the media. Yeah. With the Matildas, they're contracted. That's the problem. So Long term. Let's just, yeah, let's just hope at the end of this that they can sort out the issues that has been made aware from uh, Lisa Devana's point of view. And I reckon it needs to be stamped out of the game because we don't need any of this going on. Absolutely right. Now, George, let's, uh, let's go to Sunday's game again. Now, first, before we get to Sunday, actually, your mm. three boys, Nathan, yep. had a, another run of bad luck earlier with, with his second ACL. Second knee, yeah. How's he progressing? I know Carl didn't mention him um, on the way back, and I'm not sure where he's at right now. He's good. He's um, Nathan's way ahead. Uh, Nathan's way ahead. He's uh, he's really good. His knee's superb. Um, he's ahead of the last way it was the last time with his knee. Um, he's smarter about things, so he's good. He's really good. He's looking absolutely great. Do you Strong, think sharper? Do you, do you think better. we'll see him play again this season for the Reds? Is that Nathan? Do I think that? Yeah. Well, 
he, he, well, let's reiterate the statement again. <laughs> Do I think he can? Can he physically play? Yes. Will he play? I've got no control of that. So is it, how far is he off from actually? He's due back in um, his nine months is uh, end of November. So December, the first week of December is 10 months. Oh, so wow. He, so he did it back in March. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. It's typical of football players, you know, you know, Nathan, you know, he'd done an ACL and then he was coming back. Well, before he was, he'd done the first ACL, he was looking at going over to Hibernian for a trial. That was all fixed up. And uh, he was very, very unlucky to, Mm. to do the ACL. Then he got fit. And then he's done he's another ACL. really good before he did the second one. Yeah. Yep. Mm. yep. It's just like, guys, as we all know, you need to have luck in football. Mm. You really do. Wasn't he in England? So, or oh, it, yeah, I was, yeah. There was talk about Bristol. him actually going to uh, mm. the EPL, an EPL club back, back mm. a few yeah, years ago. Yeah, that's because the relationship he's got with uh, Tony Dorigo. Oh, okay. Mm. He's a good mate of mine. So, yeah. well, Tony, Tony's actually doing well with commentary. I heard him yesterday morning. Yeah, he's great. We keep in touch. <laughs> he's really good. We yeah, actually had him on the, uh, the program a, a few months ago. I also yeah. got to ask you about the other boys. Obviously, Jason and Kristen. Yeah. Scoring goals. You're the old man. Yeah, they're the boys. You treat them like your boys on the. How do you how do you treat no, your boys? Val, Val you've seen it. it's completely opposite to mine. Yeah, it's, it's, you it's treat the, them harder. Yeah, Val. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the most difficult thing. And look, people are going to turn around and say, you "Don't." You, you, everyone could say, "I agree with everyone what they're going to say." Yes, don't coach your kids, right? I totally agree with what they're saying, and um, I got thrown into this. Um, Albie probably know the root what happened to me this year, and I, my boys were there, um, and I coached them this year. Um, I don't think it was um, that I'm favouring them at all. I don't favour the boys. And, Which is a good thing. Yeah. But uh, how, how are they coping with that? I don't, I don't think they are. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to be fair, you've been tough on your lads and it's, and it's worked. But, you, know, you, know, you look at the, the way they go about their business, uh, Val. I don't know if you've seen the, the no, last I've plane. No, I've seen it. You know, they're very, very disciplined. That comes from you, George. They're very, very, they work hard. Yeah. Uh, you know they're, they're the top players in the Jason NPL. Jason runs like really you are. too, mate. Like you used to <laughs> run back in the day. You know what's funny? You got that, he's got that style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right, man. I've been said that before, mate. So, <laughs> look, I, I, I'll be honest with you. It's, um, whether it's my boys or my whole team, um, it's a fantastic environment. Uh, I was going to just touch on the basis on what great football player playing teams is the culture you build in it. Um, the boys that we've got is the, the ability, the, the culture we built there is that we've got a, such a, a mateship. Uh, we're a big family and we're a strong family. And, and why I say that, you know, you say our father and the kids and my children are there. But, but to be honest, yeah, um, my belief is I'm a father to all, the, all my players there. Yeah. We're really close. I think that's our winning formula. Um, and I think what Graham Arnold, between you and me, has created there and why their success is, is He's created a magnificent team environment and culture there. Mm. You can see that. Yeah, you can, he's, a, he's a great leader, aren't he? He does that he's well. A really good he leader. does that really well. Now, also, uh, I've got to ask you as well. It's okay that you're coaching because they're, they're your kids. You know what I can't stand? When, when coaches can't actually play and they're coaching their kids, and we see that too many times. And I've seen that mm. where you sit at junior levels where – the old man or maybe mum can't kick a ball to save her life or his life and, and, and they're coaching their kids. So I don't mind you coaching them because you played at the um, yeah. highest level. level. Yep. Mm. It's much, much different. So obviously I spoke to Falstow Adba 
yesterday, just off the record. And uh, for me, one of the best strikers in the NPL for, what, the last seven years. Didn't get a chance in the A-League and he told me about it, what happened, what's not happened. How important is he to your team on hey, the, this weekend? Absolutely important, um, as they all are. But um, Fastall's a – look, in the beginning of the year, I sat down with Fastall. Uh, we had a good chat. Um, I asked him to take the Campsy role and he accepted that. And he's enjoyed the year. He's had a great year. He's kept himself fully fit. We've uh, had a magnificent balance. But I think what it boils down to is physically you can get yourself right, but it's, it's the rest of it's in the head, mentally. You've got to be in a good place, don't you? Off the field and mm-hmm. on the field. Mm. And we've, we, with Fastall, it was great because we're, I get really close with Fastall and we, we have a positive belief in everything we do. And I think uh, you need to stay positive in, inside and outside of the game and things will come good mm. and everything's come well. Everything just, it, it just it, the energy around that comes to you and f- with Fastall, that's what's happened this year. Um, all the good has come, all the energy around him has come and the football is displayed beautifully. This guy just produces amazing things and he's led the team brilliantly. Also got to ask, are you going to be on the bench Sunday? No. Okay. Uh, no, I can't be on the bench Sunday. Because I didn't see you in Perth. Be in the stand. We're a two-way radio. You're letting that from <laughs> You're me. You're better off up there with a mobile phone. <laughs> you eh? see more from the stand. So they yeah. tell me. Yeah, I can see more from the stand. <laughs> Should I have not asked that question? <laughs> that was but, a short I mean, like I said, I'm getting excited because it's a derby. Yeah, mate. And this could be, I mean, Adelaide United has lost the NPL teams, but in Queensland. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Adelaide City... Knocked yeah. off Western Sydney at yep. Martin, 2014, kicking it off. Mm. Olympic, is it capable of a cup set? And if you do get past this round, mm. how are you going to keep him fit? And oh. what happens with money? Because the season's done as well. You're going to keep paying his boys? No, that's the hardest, man. This is for this is you're right. Yeah, Carl touched it. We're we're semi professionals. Um, the boys are doing it now for the love of it, which mm. is not the easiest. Thing oh, really? Ever. Yeah. You're playing for free. There's no money. Wow. Yeah, so the longer it goes, the harder the motivation to keep these boys going. You know, it is, it is the cup and it is great. And people say, oh, you should play for all the love of it. And we all do, trust me. But you also got a family and life and, mm. and work. But you've created a good environment there, George. You can see it. there's a yeah. great togetherness there with the club. As we mentioned off air, it's, it's imperative that you have a happy environment, a happy dressing room. Yeah. And that's it's not a um, you know that's brought success for you winning the federation cup back to back. You know yeah. they're, they're doing well, doing really really well. And honestly, I do think because of the fitness levels and that's going to be a leveler. I think Olympic may just uh, create an upset on yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Also, a chance for some of your boys to shine, be scout, no, scouted. Mm. I mean, the scouting we talked about outside of the studio as well. But it's a good chance because you're on a big stage against, obviously, the, the current holders from 2019 as well. Mm. So, I mean, do you, what, what do you tell your kids? Because you've got some young players as well. You tell them not, not to focus on getting scouted, focus on having a good game and maybe you get picked up. So how do you keep them grounded? You know, you, there's, I always say to people, you know, football is an entertaining game. you just got to go out there with no fear and, and enjoy it and play it. Um, that's what I tell the boys now. This this stage being put on is for you to go entertain, enjoy it. Um, I've got young Chitter, yeah, Michael, yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant, good kid. pickup, good, good kid, pick. brilliant kid. Looking yeah. uh, the opportunity he's ever given this year, he's played thirty games. You know that's what they need, sure. don't they? Thirty games. So this is where we're heading, and 
going back to whether on Sunday we're going to be the underdogs, but I do believe that we're capable. Charles, any good team, I think you'll agree with me here, any good team needs a good goalkeeper. And I'll tell you what, the goalkeeper that you've got in there, and when he was playing in that Federation Cup final, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable performance. Yeah. yeah. Lewis, Very important. Yeah. Lewis is... Oh, a big boy too. <laughs> he's outstanding. Lewis is yep. outstanding. See, it's another on one it. that surprised me he didn't mm. get you know get a chance, get a little chance. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he yeah he never got the chance. You know what? You know, you know goalkeepers, right? We've mm. known many great goalkeepers. Yeah. Let's go to Zabika and all that. Remember them? Yeah, they have a personality. A personality is completely out there, different, aren't they? Yeah, but from another planet. But that's why they're goalkeepers, aren't they? <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. but, but great coaches and great people should yeah. be able to recognise that. Mm. And work with that. Yeah. Because that's their asset to your yeah. team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some people don't see that as an asset. They see it as a yeah, but if you, hindrance. If you've right. got a confident goalkeeper, mouthy, real confident, big, he reassures your whole team, doesn't he? Yes, well, they he, know, like, if anything gets yeah. past us, we've got the guy behind us who's going to look after. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to Sunday's game. As a Reds fan, I'm a little bit nervous playing against uh, Olympics. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes then. Boys, are you heading down to the game? Definitely. Yep. I've got my VIP no? tickets uh, all arranged. Nice. I'll be down there for sure. Can't wait. Uh, good luck on Sunday, George. And we'll be back next week with the Real Football Show. Thank you, guys. Thank you.